0: Good morning everyone. It's good to be back. Uh, Let's pray and then we'll hear from the word. Heavenly Father, we give thanks once again for being able to come uh, here together. Lord, to be able to sit under your word, to sit under, uh, Lord, a word that tells us about life, about forgiveness, about freedom. Lord, and this morning, particularly hearing about the rest that we have in your Son, the rest from a weary world. Heavenly Father, there are so many things that block us from being able to hear your word. And the only way that we can hear is by your revelation. So I pray, Lord, that you would, in this time, open our ears to be able to hear what you have to say. To hear the truth of it, Lord. Lord and how it applies to us, not just as a knowledge, but something personal and deep and true. It gives us true rest in you. We pray this in your name. Amen. What do you do for rest yourselves? I recently got back from two weeks of holiday, the first week we spent away at Point Turton, I had my fishing gear, I had my latest Stephen King novel, I had a bottle of wine and some board games. I had a good time. I was very relaxed. And the kids and the family did too. It was needed. And I'm sure you have your own ways of getting rest throughout the year. It isn't really surprising to us that we need rest, is it? After a day of work, whatever that may have been, we get home (coughs) exhausted, ready just to eat food and go to sleep, maybe watch some Netflix beforehand. And after many days of work, we need something more significant, a bigger break, like a holiday to recuperate. The need for rest really is written into who we are. It's what we need. I'm sure many of us have tried to deny that need over the years, maybe staying up late all-nighters with friends at sleepovers when we're young, perhaps uh, at caring for a crying baby in the middle of the night, or work deadlines that go into the early hours of the morning, or just trying to save up those annual holiday uh, days so that you can take something bigger another time. But. Eventually, the dark circles begin to accrue under your eyes. Your posture begins to slouch a little bit more. And it probably isn't you, but certainly is me. My temper gets a little bit shorter, quicker uh, to be less than kind. We need rest. And these things just affirm to us that we need rest. The hope and the goal of that rest is to give us time to recuperate, to reinvigorate us and given enough time to remove those dark circles from our eyes. But not all of the burdens that we bear are so easily shaken. Not all of them are taken from us, no matter how long the holiday, how extravagant it may be, how restful it may seem. It is a weight that rests upon the shoulders of our souls that I speak about this morning. And it comes simply through being alive, living. There was an up-and-coming American writer trying to make a name for himself in New York. Now you can imagine the difficulty Of such a task, the competition and the quality that's demanded. And after years of trying his best, he reflected and he said these words The quality of my work has become the measure of my worth. The quality of my work has become the measure of my worth. What a heavy thing to live under. The quali- the, his worth came from his quality. What a burden. I wonder if we have not all heard our hearts murmur similar things to ourselves. The quality of my work, or perhaps not work, the quality of my parenting, the quality of my popularity with my friends, The quality of my wisdom, the quality of my knowledge, really the quality of how I live my life becomes the measure of my worth. What a heavy burden. It is the burden of life to live it well. In Matthew 23, Jesus speaks to his disciples of the scribes and the Pharisees. They were telling the people how to live according to God's word through Moses. And Jesus encourages the disciples to do as they are saying. To live in accordance with how God has instructed. But it is heavy and it will be hard to bear. It says this, the scribes and the Pharisees sit on Moses' seat Therefore, do whatever they teach you and follow it. But don't do as they do, for they don't practice what they teach. They tie up heavy burdens, hard to bear, and they lay them on the shoulders of others. But they themselves are unwilling to lift a finger to remove them. The word of God, the way that he teaches us and tells us is the best way to live can be heavy even though it is beautiful this morning i was reading through romans chapter 12 from verse 9 even the title of the section that my bible gives it is the marks of a true christian or behave like a christian let me read just a couple of verses let love be without hypocrisy Abhor what is evil, cling to what is good, be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love. In honour, give preference to one another, not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer, distributing to the needs of the saints, given to hospitality, and on it goes. Wonderful things Beautiful things, a way to live. And yet there is a heaviness to it at the same time. To do this, to live like this off of our own back, is crushing in the weight. To be able to do it and to say this was a life lived well, that the quality of how we do this becomes our measure, is heavy. So there is a right way to live. There's a right way to think, to feel, to do. It's a righteous life that we're called to. A life that, if we were uh, that, we were actually created to live. But that burden is heavy, and it lays on the soul all day and all night. In everything that we do, we are a people with a heavy burden, just from being alive. And I wonder, are you weary? Are you weary? Where do we go to get rest for our souls? Come to me, Jesus says. Come to me, all you that are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you'll find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. More than simply sending us on a rejuvenation retreat, Jesus calls us into rest by becoming his disciples, by following him. Take my yoke upon you. Learn from me. I wonder if you've seen the ads for Domestica. Has anyone even heard of that? (laughs) One person, thank you, thank you. (laughs) It's something similar. It's online courses that you can do for a couple of bucks and a couple of hours. Very easy to pick up a new hobby or a new skill. Learn something interesting i've done a few myself and it really has almost no impact on life learning these new things which i think is their advertisement strategy being a disciple of jesus is not like domestica he calls us to give our lives wholly into his hands follow me Learn from me. It's not a life that is barely affected to entrust him with every decision, with our present and with our future. We are to take upon us a yoke. That's what it means, take on the yoke, come under his authority And that binds us to Jesus to learn from his ways and his teaching. For only in being utterly found in him, bound to him, will there be rest for the soul. Only in his ways. Yet this is not a practice that is encouraged in our day. To hand over control of our hard-earned independence. To trusting in somebody else. But if we look a little earlier in our passage this morning, we see Jesus giving thanks to his Father, the Lord of heaven and earth, that he is hidden saving knowledge from the wise and the intelligent. Those that will not accept the invitation of Jesus to be his disciple, to follow him, to come to him as he will be their Lord. They cast off the idea of being yoked to Christ, carrying upon themselves instead a yoke of their own making, binding themselves, trusting themselves to their own wisdom, their own intelligence, their own way of living life and trying to secure the same promise that Christ has given us trying to find their own rest. Now, Jesus is, of course, the one that created all things. He's the one who knows how to live wisely and well. Because he created it and he sustains it. But instead, the wise and the intelligent choose to back themselves. But the end result of all their thinking, their wisdom and their intellect, it never ends in rest. Never. It ends in destruction. Our reading started this morning with Jesus passing words of judgment. Not on a few people, but on a few cities filled with people. Upon cities, he says, woe to you, Chorazin, woe to you, Bethsaida, woe to to you, Capernaum. Jesus even goes so far as to compare the judgment that they received to the ancient cities of Tyre and Sidon and Sodom, cities known for their fierce opposition to the Lord and his people, and ultimately the destruction that they receive at the hands of the Lord because They followed their own wisdom, their own intelligence. They have rejected Jesus. They've pushed away his invitation to rest and discipleship in favour of their own yokes. And it leads them not to that alternate path of salvation because there is only Christ or destruction. You cannot serve two masters. I wonder if you knew this about yourself. Do you know you have blind spots in your eyes? Everyone does. When we look, the light from the thing that rebounds off of everything that we see goes through our pupil and lands on the retinal tissue at the back of our eyes, which enables us to be able to see. It's what's light sensitive. But there's a space. In each of our eyes where the optical nerve connects and in that little space, there's no retinal tissue. It is not light sensitive. So each of our eyes has a space in it that is utterly blind to what is directly in front of you, actually slightly off to the side. But you'd never know because our brain fills in that space with colour and texture that's surrounding it. So we can be looking at things and yet that's right in front of our face and yet totally blind. You can do the test yourself by looking at two dots on a piece of paper and covering one eye, and you adjust how close you are to it, and something right there disappears. Well, these cities were blind, totally blind to something that was directly in front of them. totally gone off my notes which is always a nightmare to do these cities it was their trust in their own intelligence and their wisdom that made the people blind to what was right in front of them to jesus it says that he performed miracles and wonders more the most miracles and wonders in these cities and yet they have no reaction to him They couldn't see him. They couldn't understand. He was revealing himself to them as the son of God, the son of man, the one that sees and knows the way to life. But they were blind to it and couldn't see it because they trusted in themselves, in their own self-confidence. Instead, Jesus says that it is to children that the Father reveals saving knowledge, that he reveals Jesus to them. This isn't speaking of a people that are childish in nature, but those that like children can see that they cannot be their own solution to their life, to their weariness but until now have had no one to bear the burden of life for them. Those that respond to the invitation that Jesus offers to come to me, take my yoke, learn from me and have rest from me. Children that trust in Jesus to be the Lord of their lives. These are people that are not self-confident. They are Christ confident, confident that He will be the one that bears their burdens. It is said that it is at the cross where self confidence must come to die. For you cannot go to the cross while still placing hope in your own ability, your own strength. To come to the cross is to confess, to repent of the days in which we were just like these woe-begotten cities. Now for some, being yoked to someone like this, like Jesus asks for, is a fearful thing. Coupled with a promise of come to me and I'll give you rest that sounds too good to be true in this world. Handing over control of your life to another person's hands is scary. It's scary. It brings about thoughts of being taken advantage of, of being abused. And we live in a very broken world and it's affected us. ScamWatch received 239,000 different scam reports last year and reported financial losses in Australia in 2022 of $569 million dollars. Lost to people taking advantage of those that place their trust in them. Is it any wonder that people balk at the idea of trusting their lives into the hand of another person? Now Jesus knows the sceptical and the heavy hearts of those that he loves. And so he shares with us something of his own heart in this passage. As a master... He says, I am gentle and I am lowly of heart. This is the only place in scripture specifically mentioning Jesus's heart. Nowhere else. And the two dominant features he uses to describe himself to his people are his gentleness and his lowliness So for those that are afraid of a harsh master, he is gentle. For those that pull back at the idea of a Lord that will lord over them, he is lowly. Now we know this to be true even more than those that heard him on that day, for we've seen all of his ministry while on earth. We've seen the depth of his gentleness and his lowliness as he was God and he humbled himself to become like man. In the likeness of sinful men. As he sat with sinners and he ate with the unclean. As he took upon himself the cross. The very heavy burden that we bear. And he carried it for us. Even the greatest and the vilest of sinners. Can come to him and know that he is gentle and lowly and will take them in to his salvation if they call him Lord. There are none that are held back by this gentle Lord, only the ones that refuse to respond, that will not repent. Furthermore, we know that dependency in this world is not perceived positively it is seen as a failure to live to be reliant on somebody else yet it is those that are most dependent in this world those that are like children that the lord offers a way to live in rest from one corinthians it says consider your own call brothers and sisters Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were powerful. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose what is foolish in this world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. He chose what is low and despised in the world. Things that are not to reduce the things that are. So that no one might boast in the presence of God. And what is the nature of this rest that he gives us? If we have come to Jesus. Acknowledged him as our Lord. What rest can we expect? As we have already said. We received a new yoke. There is. Still a burden to be born. A life that is to be lived, but now it is a yoke, a burden that is so light. The great difference is that it is now a life that is shared, unified in Christ. It is his life given for us. It was his yoke given to us extended and shared with us and he is the one that bears the great weight of it so that the life we live the weight of it is light rather than listening to the murmurs of our hearts and measuring our worth by the quality of our lives we hear the words of Paul from Galatians the life I now live In the flesh I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Or in 1 Corinthians, he is the source of my life, who became for us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, in order that, as it is written, let the one who boasts, boasts in the Lord. Now, it is not to say that life will not still require work and be hard at times. There is still a yoke on our shoulders, still a life to be lived. But the soul wearing burden of it is gone, borne by Jesus. We are told earlier in Matthew that to follow Jesus is a narrow path. There's few who walk it, and it's difficult. But the difficulty of it is not in the burden that we carry but to continue placing our faith in Christ to continue trusting him as our only hope and not in ourselves even as some would call us fools and many other names when we sit under the constant barrage of the devil that promises greater rests, greater freedoms than even Jesus, it can be difficult. Yet it is the only true path of rest that is found in Christ. How important it is that we must continue to come back to this truth Important to those who are weary and burdened and have not yet called Christ their Lord and know the rest that he offers absolutely but also for us who even now share in the in the yoke of Jesus because we have that terrible tendency to forget the great truths that set us free and each one of us needs reminding lest we begin again to listen to that old heart, to consider ourselves and our wisdom and our intelligence once again as the way in which we will have this burden of life lifted. Even though our heads know these things, our hearts forget that we are now bound to Christ. My righteous life has already been lived. And accepted by the Father. He is our lives. He is my life. Even during my time off. While out on the water. My heart took that quiet moment of rest. And started to whisper very unhelpful and untrue things. It happens to us all. It grows heavy again at times. The burden of living well. Of living the righteous life, only remembering that the life and our live is in Christ, his life. Could we be, could I come back to rest from that terrible burden? How we almost continue every day to answer this invitation, come to me. You who are weary and heavy laden and I will give you rest. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, we give thanks. We give thanks for even in this we see the heart of our Saviour. Gentle and lowly and filled with a sweet and tender love. For those who don't deserve anything but destruction. And yet you offer this invitation to the weary, to the heavy laden, to those who can't carry their own burden. Come to me and I will carry it. I will carry it to the cross and I will give you my life, my righteousness. Lord God, for those here, myself included, who forget. Lord, forget our identity in you. Forget that the life we now live is lived in you. And the very true and personal and deep thing that that means, Lord, I give thanks for your peace and your patience as our Lord and the way that you continue to draw us back to your word. I pray that we have heard a reminder this morning something refreshing for our soul Lord from your spirit as Yoshi said that resides in us to know that you are holding us firm in the life that you lived And help us this week to be able to step out, even from this morning, from this church, and go on living and loving one another, delighting in the Lord, living that righteous life that Paul spoke about, but not filled with the weight of it, but the lightness of it, the joy of it, because of your Son. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.